Social Zoom Factor, episode 25. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Hey there, Zoomers. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. I hope you are just out there rocking it today and making that business and life go Zoom. I know so many of you are so busy. I just want to remind you that your most valuable asset that you have in your life and in your business is time. And we all have the same 24 hours within a day. And so it's up to you each and every day how you're going to use that time. You can check out the podcast, which I talked about the need to quit making up excuses. And if you're having one of those days and you haven't listened to that podcast, go listen to it. All right. Today, we are going to do some serious myth busting about social media. Social media is one of those things that Every time you turn around, you're hearing some type of story, some type of myth, and usually it is completely different and opposite of what you just heard yesterday or the day before. And it gets really hard to separate fact from fiction. Can you relate? And if you're an experienced social marketer, you know the realities of social media. You know what it takes to achieve results you know what it takes to align and integrate it to your business. You know that there is no quick fix or magic pill and there is no cookie cutter solution that any business is using that you're going to be able to implement into your business and have results overnight. Facebook likes, clicks, Twitter followers, none of that is going to help you meet business goals without a plan for how you're going to achieve those goals. But what about the new kids on the block? I work with many of you so I know how you feel and what is keeping you up at night. I know that many of you are experienced marketing and business leaders. You're not new to the business world, but you may be new to the social world and that is fine. And I always say that the only dumb question, remember, is the one that doesn't get asked. So you need to keep asking questions. That's the only way you're going to learn. And that's why we opened up the Ask Pam line where you can ask me a question. You simply leave a voicemail and we will start playing those questions and answering them live on the show. You can simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash ask Pam to check it out. But I know the questions that you're asking and I know the lies and the myths that you are being told or the assumptions that you are making that are far from truthful when it comes to integrating social and how you're going to ever achieve real objectives. So the purpose of this podcast today is to highlight some of those myths, lies, and false hopes and fairy tales, all right? This podcast today is not meant for those folks who could go write a book or a blog post on each one of these myths. Instead, this is targeted at some of the newbies to social media and maybe to some folks who just aren't seeing the results that they want to see. So it could be very experienced business leaders that know how to rock traditional marketing and other mediums, but are for some reason just struggling with integrating social media into their business. 
So the first thing I want to say is that your worth on this planet is not measured by a high clout score, an influence score, or a 100,000 Twitter followers. Just because you may not know the first, second, or third thing about social media, social business, social listening campaigns, social monitoring, reputation management, or even how to build your own social brand, or how to send a simple tweet, does not mean that you are any less of a person than the guy or gal with 100,000 Twitter followers, or any less of a person than me who has over 200,000 Twitter followers. There are many who are still new to social, many millions of people out there. So no, it is not too late to get on the social bus. You might as well get on, grab a seat, and get started on the route to success. Okay, so one of the top fairy tales that's out there about social media is that it is free social media is free. And I've even been at meetings where I've heard people say that. And I can remember several years ago, I would hear marketing consultants say, go ahead and use social media. It's free, free marketing. Yes, setting up a Facebook, a Twitter, a LinkedIn profile are free. You don't have to pay to tweet. You don't have to pay to post updates all day or follow people. However, you need to get real with the time spent. If you are getting ready to engage in social media for business, acknowledge right now, right here, wherever you are, that it is going to cost you money, not make you money initially. The goal is to integrate social into your business where it can eventually help your business goals and objectives. Do you really think you can do anything for free that is going to help you meet your business objectives? Think about that. The answer is no. And why is that? Because you're spending your time. Time is money and money is not free. And when you work in marketing, you work in business and in life. Time is our absolute greatest asset. And yes, you can hop on any social network for free. You're not going to have to pay for any of these networks as it is today, but you are paying in regard to your time, in regard to your mind share and the effort that you are putting into everything you're providing on that platform, the content you're creating, posts that you're updating, the images that you're creating for your visual marketing, and the list goes on and on. Smash that myth right now. Social media is not free. It is far from free. The second myth we're going to talk about is that the belief that the same tactics work for social media that they did for traditional marketing and advertising. Sorry, Charlie, but you cannot split your corporate collateral from 1982, 1992, or 2002 into a 1,000 tweetable nuggets and expect to be a social rock star by Christmas of this year. Yes, social media can simply be another form of marketing, communication, and methods to build relationships. However, it is a very different medium. Social is about building relationships and having a relevant conversation. And a conversation happens between two people. It's very different than the days of pushing out noise. It's very different than the just the conversations of one to many where you're just pushing out a message and hoping it gets there. You know, with traditional media measurements and looking at eyeballs and ears. With social, we're truly about connecting with people and building relationships. So the days of using only one-to-many communications blasting noise with no value are truly starting to come to an end and your audiences are absolutely demanding more. Number three is no need to plan, just be social. 
you know, you'll hear a lot of people say, it's just about engagement. Just get out there and engage. I agree a hundred percent that we need to engage because in order to build relationships, we must be communicating. We must be talking. We must be caring. We must be listening, doing all those things that I always talk about on this podcast. If you listen to me often, but the fallacy out there is that all you need to do is engage and you need to just start being social. And it's not about doing social or even being social. It's about being socially relevant. So don't do social. Don't just be social. Be socially relevant. And many agencies and consultants who have simply pushed their clients to just be social have unfortunately pushed their marketing directors who hired them usually out of their job. Because within about six months of following this just be social plan, they wind up with zero business results because they never align to business objectives. If you just throw social spaghetti on the wall and call it engagement and hope that some type of return comes back from it, then you're going to be out of luck unless you have clients and target markets and audiences who want to lick up that sloppy spaghetti off the wall. My guess is that you don't have a lot of people standing in line waiting to do that. And we have had so many clients who have come to us and we talked to them several years ago, even when we had our first agency and they didn't work with us at first because they started working with another consultant. And they said, you know, I talked to this other consultant or this other agency and they're going to be able to do this a lot faster than what you say you can do it. You know, Pam, you and your agency, you want to go dig into my audience and you want to analyze our goals and you want to help us create content and fix the con- version funnel and fix my website. This other agency, they said that they can just help me get on Facebook and we're just going to go start being social and pushing content out there. Well, guess who they come back to after a year or two? They come back to us nine times out of 10. They say, oh my goodness, were you right? I just wasted a year or two years time in following this process and now I'm out of luck and out of money. Can you help me? And guess what? We go right back to the almost the same proposal that we gave them a year to two years ago, because that's exactly where we need to start. You must start with your audience and your goals and your objectives, period. There's no way around it. Number four is that random acts of marketing are good because they make me feel good. So if your project task or campaign is not in the budget, doesn't have goals or specifics on how you're going to measure results, then guess what it is? It's called a RAMI, a random act of marketing. And random acts of marketing will kill your ROI before it will build it. If you have a problem with RAMIs, go check out a white paper we have for exactly how to stomp them at socialzoomfactor.com slash no rams. Go check it out. Number five myth is that social business integration can come later. Wrong. Social media is more than a Facebook page or a follow us on Facebook button or a page of tweets. If you want to inspire and connect with your communities in a way that is going to bring both them and you results and value, then you need to get in the head of your audience, your clients, your partners, your stakeholders. You must figure out how you're going to help them and you need to map your services and your products to their needs and figure out how you can provide value leveraging the social networks. 
So the better you can integrate social media into your business, into your sales processes, your customer service processes, your marketing, the better you're going to be able to connect with and serve your clients. That right there, my friends, is the secret sauce to ROI is aligning everything you're doing to your business. Integrate it into the DNA of your business, period. Number six myth is that it's okay if social media consumes my life. I need to just give up the dream of actually having a life outside of Facebook or outside of my face being face planted into my smartphone or my tablet or my Android, my iPhone, whatever device of choice you have at the moment. The truth is, You don't need to say goodbye to your family, to your social life. It's all about boundaries. And I encourage you to check out some of the podcasts I've done and some of my recent blog posts on this topic. And I've talked a lot about the value of the time that you're spending online. I did a podcast recently. It was one of my special Sunday edition podcasts. It was only 10 minutes long talking about the value of the time that you spend online and making sure that your time is of value. And is your social media addiction really providing value? You need to really think about that. And if you have a family and you have kids, you need to go check out handsfreemama.com and read Rachel's story there who founded this revolution. She also has a book and I by no means am getting paid for this endorsement of her. I just love her to death and she truly helped transform our family, but she's all about just finding value in your life and turning off the phone and living in the moment. And so you need to, if you are feeling addiction coming on with social, if you are feeling like you can't get away from it, you have to make the effort to get away from it. You have to build a plan to get away from it because it's not going to push you out. You're not going to log on to Facebook at midnight and Facebook is all of a sudden going to go, you can't come on here, Pam. It's actually going to do the opposite. It's going to say, come on, five more minutes. Come on, come do this stupid survey at midnight that I'll tell you where you should live. I'll tell you what you should eat. I'll tell you what you should drink. Who knows what you're doing at midnight, but you don't need to be on Facebook then and you don't need to be on Facebook all day on a Saturday when your kids are staring at you wondering, Where's mom or where's dad? All right, there's, I'm off my soapbox now, but get a life. It's up to you to get a life. You don't need to be addicted. Number seven, the corner office will never buy into social media. Wrong. If you're having a problem selling your corner office on social media, quit selling them on social media and do what I talked about earlier, integrate social into your business and solve those business problems first. Don't go sell your CEO on Twitter and on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Quit selling them those things. Go download a strategy that I've developed for you to create your own social business strategy. Go to socialzoomfactor.com slash social business plan, and it will give you a template to start laying out that foundation so that you can then have an educated discussion with the C-suite, with your CEO, with your stakeholders that aligns that conversation to business goals. It's a must, my friends. Number eight myth is that you have to tweet what you ate for lunch. 
wrong again. This should come as relief to many of you who I know are afraid to get online because you don't want to talk about what you ate for lunch because you may have had a lot to eat for lunch or you just may not want to share it with everybody because it may be so boring. I don't know your reason, but you don't need to share what you ate for lunch. And check out the podcast I did on authenticity versus transparency. It will really help you with this topic. Next one is, if you don't know what to tweet, just spam. Wrong again. If you want to inspire and connect with your audiences, then you must take the time to know them. So take the time to plan, put a plan together for your content marketing, develop an editorial calendar so you know what you're going to tweet and write about, what you're going to put to Facebook and all of those great things. You can download my editorial calendar template at socialzoomfactor.com slash calendar. And this is one of the mistakes that I see a lot of small businesses make and particularly tech startups. Okay. So they wait until the last minute to put together their social media plan and they are a week from launching or a lot of them I see, it seems like they're like a day away from launching or the day that they launched. And since they don't have a plan, all they did was jump on Facebook because one of those consultants or agencies I talked about earlier in the podcast that just says, just go be social, probably help them set up that Facebook page or that Twitter profile and maybe even a silly blog that goes along with it that has no content on it. And what do they do the first day they launch? They hop on Twitter. They maybe, if they're lucky, have 20 followers that are probably spam bot accounts And they hop on there and they start spamming. They get a list of the influencers and they start tweeting people. I know because every day I wake up, I look at my Twitter feed and I have a whole string of these people saying, Pam, will you please tweet this? Will you, will you please tweet my new app? It's going to be the best thing ever. Can you tweet this link to this new social network? It's going to bust Facebook into pieces and please go to this crowd fund me whatever crowdfunding side of the moment it is and fund my project the truth is any of these marketing and business leaders that are having to tweet these things at the last minute have no plan and if they have a plan and they think this is their plan they have completely and utterly failed So do not fall into this trap because what happens is they are complete spammers and they don't even realize how bad they're spamming because they think they're just being social, but really they're not being social because they're not providing value to anybody. They're just talking about themselves. All right, let's move on. Next one is your online brand can be executed exactly like your offline brand. I can't tell you how many times I've heard this. Just because your brand palette has the mauve color your founder chose 20 years ago, it doesn't mean you have to use it as a core color on all of your online and digital marketing assets, all right? Please, please hire a professional agency consultant designer who can help you develop a social brand that represents your business and your brand identity, but does not look like it should be the shower curtain on the Leave it to Beaver show. You know what I'm talking about? And I know I'm dating myself and I used to love that show. And I think it was actually in black and white. So really, I don't know if you would even see anything mauve on that show. But you get my point. Develop your brand strategy, develop your brand architecture, and make sure that it represents you. Make sure that it helps you shine, not weighs you down. You want it to help you fly and zoom and go places. Next one 
is the myth of quantity before quality. If a social media consultant or agency tries to sell you on the fact that you need tens of thousands of followers to earn credibility, tell them to go jump into TweetLake. You are going to get what you pay for. And this includes the time that you invest. So if you invest five minutes on buying Twitter followers for five bucks or 10 bucks or 50 bucks, you are not going to get much of a business return out of that now, are you? 500 organic and real followers that you earn with ethical practices, including great content and conversation is far better than 1,000, 10,000, 20,000, 100,000 that you pay for and are never going to take a second look at your status updates. Because the truth is paid followers and fans are nothing more than robots, people. They're robots, okay? They don't eat, sleep, drink, read, reply, comment, or own a credit card. They're going to do nothing for your business. Next one is the myth that your audience is not on social. How many times have we heard this? My audience is not on social media. I know it. They're not there. I have so many case studies where we have been able to prove businesses wrong. I mean, we're talking CEO level people who have told us our business customers are not on Facebook. They are not on LinkedIn. They are not on Twitter. And we have been able to go do the research for their particular demographic. We do some matchbacks with their database and determine exactly what social networks they are on. So if you think your audience is not on social media, I challenge you to do the double click and research if your assumed statements are true. Because chances are it's false. At minimum, there are probably influencers and strategic partners within your business ecosystem and niche that are actively engaged in social media in some capacity and can help you influence the minds and hearts of your target audience. Next one is that you're so far behind that you must get there overnight or you're never going to catch up. Does this sound familiar? Don't even think twice about believing this statement if anyone threatens you with it. And some agencies and consultants will throw huge price tags at you and tell you, you've got to do this now within the next three months. And, you know, we'll have to put a massive army on this project to make this happen. The truth is, if you have been off the social networks for this long, you might as well just take your time on getting on there the right way. Because once you get on Facebook, once you set up Twitter, Google Plus, all these things, it's a lot harder to unplug actually than it is to plug in. Yes, you can turn them off, but you know what? Your clients are going to be there. Your stakeholders are going to be there. You're going to have your partners connected with you. So take the time to slow down, take a deep breath, and chances are that Facebook will still be there next month and the month after, and even in another 90 days from now. So just take your time to plan and do what's right. Make sure you know your audience, map your objectives, and develop content that's going to help you connect with the right folks not just getting on Facebook. Getting on Facebook or Twitter is not our goal, remember? Next one is the myth that social buzz is a good measurement of results. Don't get caught up in this. And I just did a podcast on this as well of how to move from social media buzz to social media bucks. So I encourage you to check out that podcast. It was really enlightening for a lot of people. I've gotten a lot of great feedback on it. Next one is the heartbeat of social is not people, it's technology. Wrong. Social media will not work without technology. 
However, it also will not work without people. Think about this. We could have the greatest technology on the planet, and we already do for social media. However, if you don't have people to interface, people to talk, people to post, people to tweet and engage with one another, it's all for nothing. So unless you have a plan for how you are going to inspire and connect with your audiences, then it's all for nothing. And the business leaders and marketing leaders who are seeing the greatest success are the ones who learn this early on because you can never go wrong by investing in human beings. So you want to invest in your communities and invest in the human beings within them. And the last one I'm going to talk about is the myth that the money is just going to come magically, that somehow there's going to be this ROI fairy that's going to show up at your front door one morning and is just going to deliver you the ROI you've been dreaming about. Wrong. There is no ROI fairy, my friends. And the only way that you are going to achieve ROI on your results in marketing and business with social media is if you plan for it. You're going to get out of this life and out of your business what you put into it. So make sure that you plan that conversion funnel. Make sure you're integrating it into the areas of your business that you can see a return. Take the time to do the hard things. Integrate social media into your email marketing program as an example. Integrate it into some events that you have coming up. If you have a huge event that's coming up, make sure you integrate social into that event and make sure you don't wait until the day before the event. Start planning months before the event. How can you leverage social to turn up the volume? How can you leverage social to get more people in seats, more butts in seats? How can you leverage social to invite and engage your partners to join you at the event, to give them a sponsorship, help them become part of a tweet chat. I mean, I have a million ideas to help you with these things. How can, once you get to the event, you ensure that there's a conversation going on and that people are connecting when they're sitting there watching a keynote presentation and they're all sharing it out to their audiences. Okay, events is one of those examples that it's all about the OPC, other people's content, other people's community. And that's one of the greatest things that you can do within social media is to make sure you're tapping into the power of the OPC. Not exactly the same as the OPP, you know me, but similar, right? So I have a future podcast coming up on how to better integrate social into some of your events. So make sure you check that out. But that's all I have for you today. And we talked through some myths and I hope that we busted those myths right to the core. And I hope that I have inspired you to maybe get your zoom on when it comes to social media and not be afraid of some of these things. And just remember, the only dumb question is the question that doesn't get asked. And don't be afraid to ask questions. If it sounds funny, trust your gut. It probably isn't going to work. Do your research. Find a group of trusted leaders within your industry, within your niche that you can lean on. Check out things like our Get Real chat, our Twitter chats that are on every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We have a global audience that gets together and hashes out these things. We get real on these topics every single week. And it's a community that's been together for three and a half years. So I encourage you to check that out, whether you are newbie or whether you are a veteran and 
tap into the power of community to help your business and your life go Zoom. Thank you so much for listening today. I really am honored that you spent almost 30 minutes with me, and I hope that you have an absolutely amazing and productive week. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash Zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor.